Welcome to the NIL Spot Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jamira Mitchell. The NIL Spot Podcast is an educational space for student athletes, parents, coaches, and sports professionals. Here we will talk about the importance of name, image, and likeness. We will also discuss and understand the grind of the student while being a student athlete and their responsibilities. Join me every month as we go for a thorough analysis of NIL and its prospects for parents, student athletes, coaches, and brands, as well as the need for athletes, both amateurs and professionals, to grow and sustain their brand. Welcome to another episode of the NIL Spot Podcast. So as we said in season two, we were going to up the ante a little bit. So we are definitely opening the ante on this episode. So as we do on all episodes, uh, we let our guests introduce themselves. So hello, guests. And can you introduce yourself and tell us a little about yourself? Yeah, thanks so much for having um, having me on your show. So my name is Ishvian Jolly. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Open Sponsorship. Um, we are a marketplace connecting brands to athletes. Obviously, uh, nature of this show and big topic for us over the last couple of years has been NIL athletes, but we actually started in 2015. And so we've been very heavy in the pro space. Um, we have like 80% of the NFL, the NBA, um, so super big universe of athletes and then recently a lot of college athletes and I'm really our whole thing is we connect them to brands for sponsorship deals but we really think about strategy which you know we can talk about later but really the essence is that the connection is one thing but brands want to see an ROI and we kind of make that happen so how do you get sales how do you get virality all of that stuff nice nice so you, you said about open sponsorship. So exactly what does it do? How And and when we talk about ROI, because some of our listeners, we, we have introduced them to the letters ROI, but uh, how does it look for brands and the return on investment? Yeah, absolutely. So essentially think about what we do, very similar to a lot of the other marketplaces, but um, I'd say we were the OG, the original, but think of us like LinkedIn, where you've got this amazing platform that that has a what we call campaigns, a functionality for brands to put up a job posting. So, you know, hey, college athletes in Oregon, um, I'm looking for someone to turn up to a finish line store for an appearance. We're offering $5,000 in exchange for two hours of your time. Or, um, hey, college athletes with dogs, we're a pet brand, and we want to just give you a bit of free product in exchange for an IG story. And, and athletes can apply to what they want. And then we manage contracts, payments, all the deal management, like, hey, reminder athlete, today's the day you have to post. Here's what you should say. Here's some talking points. And then we calculate the ROI. So ROI, return on investment. Um, it means a lot of things. So for the college athlete, um, it's my time. I'm putting my time into the platform. I want to make sure that I see some money return. So that's important. On the brand side, because they're paying for it, um, a lot of people, obviously, ultimately, it's sales, it's revenue, but we try and get brands to think about the step before that. So is it shares? Is it comments and likes on social? Is it working with an athlete and um, them driving a lot of people to your store? So really trying to understand from the brand, what is it that you're, what is success for you? And then 
how do we build a campaign to drive that success? Nice, nice. So I found out um, from your website uh, that both, of course, athletes and brands create profiles on the platform in order to be featured and to have their access on the platform. So I'm a little curious, is this something um, that an athlete or brand has to do on their own? Or is there a way that there are done for you services? And, and how does it work, the platform itself? Yeah, really pertinent question, actually. Um, so on the brand side, we've we've had the process done for years. So brand signs up for free, they create an account. And then typically our sales team will reach out, talk to them. We do two things. We sell them on open sponsorship, but a lot of people be surprised at how much we actually sell our brands on athletes. Because, you know, as a brand, you come in and it's like, I could work with a fashion influencer. Or I, I could just put that money on Facebook or Google ads. Um, why athletes? Why college athletes? Why pro athletes? And so a big part of our pitch is convincing brands that athletes is where they should spend their money. And then, of course, once they're sold on that, then hopefully they spend it with us. Um, and so brands will come in, depending on their budget and their needs, they'll either do a self-service where they manage the platform themselves or they'll do a full service, which is essentially like they have one of our team members as an extension of their team. So that's on the brand side. On the athlete side, to date, it's all been do it yourself. Sign up, you or your agent, use it yourself and whatever else. 2024, we're actually thinking about adding on almost like a, a bit of a bespoke service to help athletes to get more out of us. Um, and so if anyone is listening to this and is like interested to chat with, we're brainstorming right now about like what, what services should we offer, what pricing. So, you know, for example, if you're an athlete and you sign up, unfortunately, and I don't think this is correct, but a lot of your value is judged based on how big your social media profile is. And yes. that might not be right because you might be a great brand ambassador and great on the field, but you might just be shy on social but that's what's being judged and so we're really thinking about what services can we offer to help you be like the best form of yourself um and how does that work so you've heard it here first on the nis <laughs> but he, we're looking and and uh open sponsorship is looking for some ideas so shoot your shot <laughs> i love that yeah absolutely <laughs> so um I'm sure before you can fulfill your goal to bring uh, athletes and great sponsorship deals closer, it's important to know how to get these stars and to, uh, to trust you and your brand with their brands. So how do you build the trust? As we know, people do business with those they, they know they like and they trust. So how have you guys, your original, you're the OGs already, but how, how was it be starting this? Yeah, I think um, there's a few things, especially over time. You know, at the beginning when we first started, um, get a good working website, like just does it look good? Does it work? Um, does it, does this button, is there typos? You know, these little things make a difference. Like how often have you gone somewhere and there's like a typo and you're like, I don't trust this place kind of thing, right? And so I think when you're at a website, that's the same as, being you and it needs to look good and feel good so that was I'd say original second is your business model is really important so we purposefully didn't charge our athletes or our agents to be on the platform because we were saying listen if we get you a deal we'll take a commission and if we don't then you've not like suffered this whole kind of thing right and so I think that's a lot of trust we're basically saying give us a give us a shot 
right? Um, and now that we're bigger and we we can offer more is when we're thinking about what can we offer you, but it's taken us a long time to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say third is like anything that you can do, right? So um, why do I do podcasts to, to help like show people like validation and this is, you know, this takes time away from building the business, but it's hopefully like giving education to people and education is trust. Um, we've been really blessed to have an amazing set of investors, which I think really helps. So Serena Williams is one of our lead investors. Baron Davis was one of our earliest investors. So I think it really helps when like other people have trust, they've met you and they've trusted you because especially with an, um, a, a tech business, it's not like people meet you. It's not like a store where they're going to go in and shake your hand and have a conversation. They don't know who we are. And so there's a lot of like these proof points you have to give virtually, which is hopefully what we do. Nice, nice. And so it's it's also very possible that one athlete may wish to enter into different contracts with different brands. How or have you had instances where there might be conflicting or clashing interest? And, and how do you deal with such, such situations? Yeah, I think we purposefully took the role of like being the middleman where we're the platform. And that is great for a couple of reasons. One is like, we have 18,000 athletes and therefore, and they're all signed up. And so if for some reason a brand decides not to work with one athlete, there's enough others. And so we try not to force, you know, we're not like the agency. So we're not trying to force you to do a deal with this person or this person. We're quite, yeah. um, we're just showing you the data. I think it was a bit like a, a dating site. We're showing you all the data and you decide. And, you know, there are brands, we've had brands who, I remember we had a pole dancing athlete and there were some brands who loved that because, you know, great sexy content, different female focus. And then some brands that would be offended when she would apply. And it's like, well, we're not we're not saying what, just ignore the application, right? right? Say you're not interested or whatever else. And so I think the beauty is that there's brands for everyone and there's athletes for everyone. And, and we're just trying to make the best matches happen without forcing anyone into one way or another. Nice, nice. So your brand is one that is, of course, passionate about leveraging technology to enhance the sports uh, sponsorship industry. Can you highlight a few of the unique ways uh, open sponsorship is taking advantage of technology to enhance sports sponsorship? Because you guys are, again, the OGs (laughs) as far as um, banging on sports technology and especially a platform. Yeah. So I'd say one of our earliest tools that we integrated, I think this was like back in like 2017, was um, we worked with IBM um, through that IBM Watson and like a social listening tool. And so you could go into our, like I know one of my team was speaking recently to a menopause brand. And so like they can go in and type the word menopause and see all the athletes that have ever talked about menopause, right? Wow. And even see what was that content? Was it positive? Was it negative? What was the... Res- comments back and so I really love our social listening tool because it's a great way you you know it's one thing let's go back to the pets example it's one thing to have a dog and it's another thing if you post about your dog on social media Mm -hmm. and like kids is a great example right like a lot of athletes have kids but some love posting about their children and their family and some they don't and so, you know, I love that social listening tool. Um, we've also built in a lot of functionality for the athletes and the agents to tell us stuff, like what charities do they support? What are their interests and things like that? And then I'd say that the last thing that we've really worked on, especially this year and prior, is pricing. You know, the number one thing that's going to, we would all love to work with LeBron James, 
yes. frankly. But most <laughs> of us can't afford it, right? And right. so, you know, really it's like, who can I get for my price range? And I think we've really worked hard. At the beginning, we had like a pricing algorithm. And then what we realized is like the best thing that you can do with pricing is just to get the user to tell you. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not easy to get athletes and agents to tell, commit and tell your price, but we've worked really, really hard on it. And I think that's really telling because the number one thing that brands hate is like the negotiation and they get excited about someone and then they can't afford them. And we just really want to avoid that. And so I think through tech, so really think about any good website, Airbnb or Amazon. The price you see is the price you pay. There's not that much back and forth. And that's what we're trying to get to. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the, the legal aspect of it, because, you know, everything has to, to go through legal. So um, how, how do you work around to make sure the legal team is truly here, especially if athletes are bringing in their legal team? How do you guys make sure it's a, a happy medium? Yeah, I'd say so, you know, for better or for worse, a lot of the way that the world is going in terms of sponsorship is these like one off social medias and one off could be three months. Right. It, what I'm saying is like you, we're not seeing a lot of like multi year contracts for million dollars of deals that have loads of rights and deliverables. A lot of our brands are coming in and they're saying we want one to three months worth of social posting. Now, what happens with that is it's quite easy to say, did it happen? Did it not happen? Mm -hmm. And so our way to deal with legal. So firstly, again, back to the marketplace, like if the law, if an athlete has to disclose to schools and do certain things, that's on them and their agent. So we work with CAA and Wasserman and IMG, and sometimes they'll have their own contracts and that's fine. But our thing is the simplification. And a great way to think about that is it's the same as like maybe an Airbnb, like, you know, back in the day, if you were renting a place, there might be contracts and rental agreements and fees, up, like all of this stuff. And Airbnb came along and they were like, it's this simple, tick box, put, we'll hold your money, we'll release it to the host once everything's done. Yeah. And that's kind of the model that we follow. So we take the money from the brand, there's a contract signed through the platform, we take the money and the athlete gets paid when they've done the deal co correctly. If they don't do the deal, the money goes back to the brand. And so one of the best ways that you can enforce like legal is more so through insurance and payments versus man hours and contract. And this also is really important because if most of the deals being done, especially in the college space, are like $500, $2,000, there's not enough margin being made to pay 500 bucks per hour to a lawyer, mm -hmm. right? And so those deals just wouldn't happen if it wasn't for like platform like ours that allowing you to do high velocity quick deals. Okay. Nice, nice. So I read again from your website, uh, one of the things that eventually inspired the birth of open sponsorship was the lack of transparency in sports sponsorship industry. Can you highlight how open sponsorship has worked and worked towards solving that problem? And in what way you vet brands to make sure that they are there for the student athletes and not really just there for themselves? Yeah. So I think one is, I, I'll say the pricing thing is the, the biggest transparency we could bring to the market, right? How much does someone really truly cost? Um, and then the data behind their demographics and all of that. So that's on the transparency side. Um, and access, I'd say like, you know, there's not a person in the world that we couldn't get through to if you had the right budget. Mm -hmm. So like we remove that kind of idea that not everyone is available to you, right? Um, so I think that's on that side. Um, and then in terms of 
the brands that that's honestly a big reason why we charge our brands i mean sometimes our brands will give us pushback like why do you charge us why can't we just put up a campaign for free and really the biggest reason is is that we don't want people coming in who are not going to pay the athletes who are not actually committed to do a deal do a deal and they're just wasting people's time and so asking someone to pay to be a, a, a part of our group is why our brands do deals ultimately and that obviously helps our athletes that they're not wasting time applying to you know dud campaigns mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um I know you help, uh, of course, brands keep track of their accounts, engagement, and reach. One thing I'd also love to know is if there is uh, something available to the athletes themselves. I know you said that you guys are moving into that direction. So, like, kind of what made you think about moving into that direction? Yeah, I suppose when we first started, and, you know, I used to be a sports agent, an athlete's sponsorship value was obviously like how good they are on the field maybe their own personality right like they're very charismatic and they're fun they might be more likely to get deals but it was all about that but as I said like over the last years we've really realized it's not only following it's engagement is how much content you put out the quality of that content and as an athlete that's not stuff that you're taught anywhere it's not stuff that you're naturally good at it, it doesn't, you know, it's almost at odds with what you're doing. And so we just felt like there's probably room to really support. Like we've got a lot of data. We've done tens and thousands of deals. Like we know what works. Why not help a little bit more with the people who want it? And, and look, that's a big thing with this. There's what, like almost half a million college athletes. A big percentage of them don't want to do deals for $200 and have to post on their social media. Mm-hmm. they're just not interested right they're going to play sport they're going to get out and they're going to go get a job wherever they get a job and just be a you know normal human being there's a maybe five ten percent that are like oh we want to become influencers we want to do this we want to build a brand and so let's lean into those and help them out that actually want it so I think it's really important to realize that not everyone will want this, but for those who want it, like right now it's the haves and haves nots. Like if you already have a million followers, you can probably get signed to a big agency and they'll help you. But if you're small, no one's there to help you. And that's kind of what we want to do. Nice, nice. So being in the industry for so long must have given you a lot of insight. You just said that you were an agent um, into maintaining a personal brand and building that personal brand. So any advice for young and, and aspiring athletes and that want to maybe become influencers? Yeah, I think, um, you know, one is obviously it is so much about social, right? So you've got to be a good content creator. You have to put content out there. Now, it could be funny. It could be serious. It could be about the sports. It could be just resharing, whatever it may be. But it's about your, your, you know, the same way back in the day we used to work hard to build a re- up a resume that helped us. Today, your resume is essentially, if you're an influencer, it is your Instagram account, your TikTok account, your YouTube account, whatever it may be. So um, maybe maybe you want to be a broadcaster and so it should be Twitter or, you know, something like that where you put out smart content and you put out clips analyzing things. Like it doesn't have to be the same for everyone, but you have to put stuff out there in the world so people know who you are, what you stand for and, and all of that. Um, and then the second is like probably a bit of advice right now is think of brand sponsorships more like collabs and partnerships. They, 
they also like, you know, we have 16,000 followers on our Instagram. If you want to do something with us, you're going to get eyeballs to our 16,000 and we'll get eyeballs to yours. So rather than thinking about it for money when you're small, maybe it's more about a partnership and like exposure on their channel, on, on the, your brands, on the brands you're working with channel to help you build up your profile. Nice, nice. So there's a segment in the NIL spot called What Are You Jamming About in NIL? So what are three things that you're jamming about in NIL? Yeah, so one is, um, you know, as I said, like this, like what are the services we need to provide? I think, you know, July 2021 was when NIL kind of opened up. So it's been about a year and a half. And what we've seen is I think the industry shook out a bit, right? So the top, top guys are getting signed to agencies who kind of use us, right? Whoever that may be. Then you've got your middle guys um, who want to do stuff. As I said, maybe they've got like one to 10,000 followers and they really want to do more, but they're just not sure how. And then you've got your small guys who are okay doing stuff, but that's, it's not their passion, right? And that's that middle group that we want to think about. What can we do together? How can we help you? How can we get you more deals? So that's, we're really focused on that. So as I said, like anyone in that group listening, reach out because we really want to find better ways to service and, and more opportunities there. The second is the collectives. Um, we're really trying to understand like what's the role of the school or the collective? And it keeps changing. You know, as a, as a business owner, you, you're constantly trying to build products for who needs it. But if the industry keeps changing, it's quite hard to plan anything. And so we're really thinking like, you know, recently there's always a headline coming out like schools are going to be able to do this and schools are allowed to play athletes and schools will be allowed to do this. And so you're like, okay, so am I building for the schools? And then it's like, no, collectives are still really powerful. So are we, should we partner with collectives? And so I'm still trying to figure out like, apart from the athletes, I like who's who's the person who's like funneling money to and like, how do we work with them? Um, so I'd say that's like the big number two thing. And then obviously on the third side for us is always like the brands. How do we get brands doing more well? And I held I would say firstly for us, it's athlete deals. And then within that, it's nice. You know, retired is also strong. So retired, pro, Olympic, college. We think that your portfolio of influencers should have an athlete portfolio. And within that, there should be everything, right? You want to have Paralympians. You want to have DNI in that. You want to have females. You want to have males. You want to have different sports. So really for us, it's like, how do we pitch brands how do we convince more brands to do athlete influencer deals? That's obviously a big, big part of what we're always thinking about. Well, thank you so much, Ishveen, for taking time out of your schedule to have this interview with the NIL Spot podcast. So you guys, um, if you are looking to find Ishveen, Ishveen, how can they find you? How can they follow you? Yeah, um, LinkedIn, but I'd say the best thing is to sign up to the website. We've got like a little intercom chat. So chat us with your ideas and tell us what you want to see that we're not doing right now. Nice, nice. Well, once again, thank you so much. And this is another episode of the NIL Spot Podcast. I hope that it was uh, enough nuggets for you to build off of and hopefully make the best choices when uh, developing uh, NIL deals and as you are moving into the NIL space. So you guys have a great day and hope to see you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to the NIL Spot Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I loved recording it. Please be sure to subscribe so you can get more content. And if you appreciate the show, please jump over to your favorite podcast platform and give a positive rating to know more about the show. Or if you want to reach out and ask questions, you can reach me at the NIL Spot on Instagram at the NIL Spot Podcast. See you there.